podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Downey, and if this show were an 80s football comic, I'd be the blacky, grey, the unfussy, solid citizen who keeps things taking over. Carl Kopak would know that would be the Johnny Dexter, the hard nut who can play a bit, if you will. And Cam Branch, well, he'd be Roy Race, the mercurial show pony of the team. Good evening to you both, lads. Oh, up Downfield United. Yes, say. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just right, see you you see, you putting a shift in there, all right, uh, Carl. Yeah, is, uh, that's, that's right. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, with Boscovich shouting at you from the sideline. Yeah, uh, lads, lads, I've been, I've been uh, busy recording my 79th podcast of the week um, with my big mate Jan Mulby, most recently there, um, Clang, right at the start. And uh, I don't know what's going on, but somebody told me that we have gone up to third, despite the fact that we actually didn't do anything tonight. Always the best results are the ones that you don't play in, I find. And uh, what's, what's what what's happened, Carl? Well, Chelsea lost three of them at home to Bournemouth. Um, mostly because they got rid of all their strikers and forgot that they couldn't play Giroud. Um, so uh, I think I was saying they might put um, Hazard up front. Uh, so that's happened. United lost 2-0 to uh, Tottenham. And Cam's going to tell you some joyous news about Maran Fellaini in a second. Because Trev oh. doesn't know what's happened to Maran Fellaini tonight. And I, I believe we can do half an hour on this alone just wild tackling <laughs> this this is amazing this is absolutely amazing i've never seen this forever never Morning, seen Cam. it fill, fill me in cam well basically 63rd minute marion flaney comes on as a, a substitute for man united uh, to replace pogba or lingard whoever you want to look at you know pogba hadn't really done much in the game lingard hadn't done much in the game and um i'm guessing um Fellaini his job was to man mark Ericsson, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think basically to stop the, stop um, um, Ericsson stop and, and Ali and Ali from doing from dictating the whole game completely. Right. What uh, suddenly uh, in the in the 69th minute the uh, they just cut United to shreds with this one move and Son shooting should have squared it. Kane yeah. would have had an open goal. He shot, he, it hit De Gea, went out for a corner. Rashford was about to come on. Suddenly, he's gone. Andrew Herrera's suddenly taking his top off and putting his shin pads in. And Fellaini's binned in seven minutes. Seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. What and a he, magnificently Mourinho moment. Wasn't an injury because he just wasn't went an injury. straight down the tunnel on his own. Now, if it was an injury, if it was an injury, one of the medical team would have been with him. Oh, my God. Are you serious? And then basically, hang on, that's been done just on the day of the transfer deadline window. So if it's a, if it's an issue he has with him, he can't even bin him off now. He's got to keep using them. Well, he's got about an hour. <laughs> he's got about an hour. Maybe that's exactly what he's doing. Maybe that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. He's he's going to do a deal. That is unbelievable. What yeah. a class, classically awful Mourinho moment. I, th- that I, is. I think I've seen. I remember Jimmy Carter got substituted for the by Kenny once, but he, yeah. but he, he, I think he came on early for an injured player and then was taken off. 
So you know that can happen. That but, is faint, uh, that is that, that is faintly ludicrous though. But um, eight minutes though, eight minutes it was altogether. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's it's lovely to hear about all, all our rivals imploding in such a fashion. Arsenal lose uh, last night. Guy informed me as well. I've gone being completely out of the loop in terms of that. That's wonderful. If we if we yeah uh, thump uh, Spurs in retribution for the pummeling they gave us now at the weekend, we are in a healthy healthy situation. And given uh, Carl the uh, excessive amount of moaning which I have partaken in as well regarding the whole recruitment scenario. It is a nice way to end the evening. Yeah, there's still going to be more of that shouting to come because um, Cam's promised us five minutes of basically <laughs> spitting at his laptop, I think, um, yeah. talking about the recruitment factor. But you know, the, the truth is, we're 25 games, we're third in the league, um, we're three points behind United, um, we've got above Chelsea on goals scored, um, and Chelsea have still got to come to us. Yeah. Uh, and more importantly, we've got, still got to play United. And United were poor tonight. I mean, they really were. I mean, the, the commentator, I mean, bearing in mind, um, just to help you, Trev, Cam and I did 90 minutes of Owen Hargreaves tonight just for you. So that there wow. is a sacrifice yeah. that no one, no one, not many people will do. Uh, so I want that recorded, please. And yeah, you, um, to be fair, not, the, the, the listeners need to appreciate the, the graph that you pair put in in, in, yeah. in preparation for this pod. And, you know, it's, it's important that you share that, 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 that uh, they get to hear the, the nuts and bolts of what goes on. This, this is not an easy job and you boys have put it in there. I appreciate that yeah. immensely. Uh, Cam, talk to me a little bit about the most recent Reds outing. We'll, we'll deal with it not in any massive review way because I've already done that twice and I think yeah. I might uh, I might explode from, from uh, repetition and boredom. So let's just talk about the outstanding things that came out of it there were some interesting quotes from Klopp afterwards that kind of you could frame in a certain way and of course the whole thing was sort of uh, a little bit overshadowed by people panicking about whether or not to be some happy happy news at the very last minute um, but really here's what I want to say to you on the back of a very sort of flattening result against Swansea in a poor performance and a horrendous cup performance against West Brom where we uh, gave away the best chance we had of winning something uh, that was you know, absolutely essential, uh, nuts and bolts, boring, mundane, uh, get the job done type of win, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was exactly that. There was, um, there wasn't a challenge presented to us um, last night no. by Huddersfield. No. It was, um, it was very similar to the game at Anfield, where it was almost like Wagner had said to Klopp, "Don't worry, mate. I'll make sure you get three points." Mm. Just whenever there was a fixed match that, you know, you'd say that was it last night. You know, um, one thing worried me and I'm, and I hate going into this, but as soon as they, they stepped up a gear and, it, and they only stepped up a gear in about the last 10, 15 minutes, they suddenly thought, Oh, we might get a goal here. Our midfield went to pieces. I felt. Mm. And, mm. and, and for me, that is a worry. Uh, you've done what you've done well to get straight into a worry uh, and mine a worry out of that otherwise, <laughs> otherwise positive thing. But, that, but the thing is, it's it's considering what we're coming up at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Us, no, no, I absolutely yeah. I get, get and what you And that's where it, that's what you know. This is what struck me that we we you've done we did over nine hundred passes. Uh, Matic had a hundred and sixty passes or whatever the highest ever in the league, and you know it's all well and good and brilliant, but. How often did we test our keeper last night? Mm. They, 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 they were so poor. 
But Carl like four, but the keep hardly made any saves. But, but no. that must that must have been Carl like what um, United fans used to feel like when they watched uh, Ferguson teams go up against uh, Mark Hughes and Steve Which Bruce problem, yeah. and Sam Allardyce and Tony. Pulis and all his uh, yeah. cottery of buddies who just and used Mr. to roll Aladishi. over. Mr. Yeah, exactly. Who always just rolled over for United. Um, it's nice for us to have at least one team that we can rely on to do that. God bless them. But they were absolutely inept in terms of pre- presenting any challenge to us to the extent that there's no point in talking about uh, how Carius got on uh, now that he's been reinstated, how the defence got on. I heard somebody, by the way. Carl, I don't know what you think about this. Um, talking up Dejan Lovren's wonderful performance in centre half. Um, what, you know, he, he, the two lads were up against two biggish centre forwards. They they love that. They'll take that all day. But I guarantee you, if you keep an eye on the interwebs tomorrow, there will be a Dejan Lovren interview where he says that you know we're really doing well. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 coming, isn't it? It's coming. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's what that's what we do. I mean, I I said on Twitter yesterday that the uh, the, the way the Anfield calendar works is that um, August till January, we do really well. January, we, we deliberately try and weaken ourselves. Um, we have a shit end of the season. And then they announce FFG are going to send, are going to have a big, um, the, the biggest ever war chest in our history. And then we just do exactly what we did the last year before. Uh, and it's, it's the same with the players. Um, we, we get humiliated, and that's the word, at home by West Brom. And you just know that. Adam Lallana stands up and says, it's time to put this right for the 700th time. <laughs> and it just drives me fucking mad when they do that, honestly. Uh. Just shut up, shut up and go and do it on the pitch. And we did last night. And because Huddersfield just wanted to use 70% of the pitch, and, mm. and which is fine by me. And honestly, if, if the lad, the manager had just ran onto the pitch and just opened his arms and said, help yourself, lads, then that, that was the performance they offered us. So, And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for them for that. Because yeah, we really need that after Saturday. We really needed it after Saturday. Cam, is there anything that stood out to you uh, for, for you from the match? I mean, there was the. Uh, I, I was just speaking to, to to himself about the the penalty incident. Um, it, it, we both uh, felt in the in the in the pod I was just doing that it was a bit of a weird one. Klopp tried to play it off afterwards, saying that he loves to see that type of thing on a pitch. Um, I think he was trying to imply that it means you know people are uh, well up for the challenge and. I just found it a little bit strange, um, and I was in no way confident. Not that I was confident, wasn't confident about the result, but I was in no way confident that Mo Salah would score that penalty. Um, what did you What did you make of that situation? Penalty taker should be decided before the game starts. The yeah, manager has told the manager should have told the players: James Milner, your penalty taker; Mo Salah, your penalty taker; Bobby Firmino, you're the penalty taker. It should be known that the penalty taker. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He shouldn't be on. saying that last one. And no point should be saying Roberto Firmino is the penalty taker. Sorry, I'm not having that. I, I'm, I'm just, I was just never. No, I know you mean. I'm, I'm, you. I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying it, it, it should have been just, decided beforehand. As in, it's just that I, you know, I whoever had it should be. It's just that I had not had a dig at Liverpool playing for 30 seconds. So I feel like oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's, only, he's only hit the woodwork twice in his last two penalties. It's, you know, that's 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 impressive. If you think yeah. about it, yeah. You know, it's a, you know, how many players could actually put that on their CV? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it should have been decided before. And I mean, Salah and Milner w- were discussing it on the penalty spot. Salah turned around and looked at Hendo and Hendo said, well, yeah, if you're going to do it, then you do it. So Hendo's given his OK, but um, he scored. So it's fine. Um, but it's Mo Salah and he scored 26 goals for us or whatever it is this season. So that's not a problem. But when Balotelli did it, 
boy, that was the Wentz, end of the world. Went to Torres did it, the derby. Well, yeah. So as long as the, whoever takes it has got the confidence and you think, and then if they're going to do that, they've got to fucking score. And that's the end of it. Yeah, and I suppose that's what we should take away from it is that he did and it just shows you what a wonderful, wonderful wee man he is and I don't know what you think, lads so I'm, I'm curious to ask, I'll start with you, Carl what do you what do you reckon to this um, especially in the wake of that other one that um, the uh, Irish comedian was putting about what do you make of this Mo Salah chant to the tune of Sit Down by James What are you having that? It's alright, yeah, quite like I, 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 to be honest, I, um, when I'm at the game I only tend to sing Liverpool because we've been burnt so often. I mean, it's every now and then, obviously, but uh, oh, it's, it's all right. I mean, if people are enjoying themselves, then that's that's fair enough with me. Um, uh, James, it helps create an atmosphere, and I'm it all helps. for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just keep doing that. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I reckon it's catchy as hell. Actually, to be fair, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I want to change the last bit to "fuck off, Castinho." <laughs> oh no, no, no! That's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, no, right, I'm talk- sorry. That, no, I'm saying that one. Yeah, that just. One- just- yeah, the Irish oh, sorry, one shit. It's, it's it's James. It's the James song, isn't it? Yeah, it's the it's. Oh, that's, right, yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll 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 play it later on. Clarify that. They, listen, Cam. I don't know. There's, there's there there is one other sort of thing, and I'm I'm aware that I'm. I looks like we're picking out the negatives here. I'm not. It's just that it was such a routine, a mundane win against yeah. opposition who put up no fight. We just I want to pick out interesting things. And I was interested in the fact that Van Dyke didn't play, and there's all the rumors going around about illness or whatever. But when you read what Klopp says about why he selected Dejan Lovren and Matip ahead of uh, Van Dyke, he reckons it's completely normal. They've played longer together than Virgil has played with them, and Southampton play a completely different style to us. Huh? Weird one. Then he says, plus the fitness thing. It's clear that in half a year, Virgil will be a completely different player to last week or next week. That's completely normal. It's very important position, very important that he's uh, really tuned between the parts and stuff like that. Um, he said basically it was just a physical thing. Now, what uh, nah. is very, very, very clear <laughs> is that that, that fellow is ready yet. And I think most of us kind of would have suspected that he wouldn't be ready. Um, he certainly didn't look ready against West Brom, but then none of them did. Uh, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, what are we looking at here, Cam? Do you think? I think maybe because of um, he, he's just come back from. He had a slight hamstring strain, didn't he? Mm. And he played against the baggies at the weekend, and he wasn't great. And I think what Klopp's looking at was maybe Sunday's game for Virgil, and thinking he's not a hundred percent. I've had to throw, I had to throw him in against the baggies because Dejan wasn't, wasn't 100% fit. And he's probably just protecting the player on this particular occasion. And, and just coming out with his usual waffle. Because I, I to be honest, Klopp talks a lot of shit at the moment. <laughs> not, you know, you know, yeah. Phil Coutinho yeah. will be playing against Man City, remember? Or yeah, will yeah. be playing in the City match, you know, whatever he said. So, you know, there's, I, I don't take what the managers say uh, too seriously anymore. I take a lot of it with a pinch of salt. But so, he is being um, upfront there, Cam. He is saying it's a fitness thing. And I think like an awful lot of people would have predicted that and been pessimistic about how quickly he could be introduced into the team anyway. And, uh, well, he wasn't Mobby meant to was... play against Everton, was he? 
Well, he wasn't, but I mean, like, like I say, Mulby was talking about, you know, he had heard about Andy Robertson and he was saying like that Andy Robertson just wasn't right at the start. And that's why there was such a long time taken with his prep before he was introduced. Yeah. And then when he was introduced, he was ready to go. I think the thing with Van Dyke was uh, we, we kind of needed him. And um, yeah. uh, that's probably half the reason why he has. Uh, I, I think there's a real possibility that he, he, he will play very selectively, like you're saying, maybe in for Spurs, out for the next one. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he, he's got... It's it, it's easier for a centre-back to bet into any system because a centre-back's job is pretty much what you see going on right in front of you there. You're not expected to do too much either side. If, you know, you, you've got players there to that are helping you in that respect. Um, but, yeah, Klopp likes to take his time with players, doesn't he? He doesn't like to throw them in. He wants to work with them. He wants them to understand things. You're right with Robertson. He did that. He did that with um, Oxley Chamberlain as well. Um, and then you had the preseason, obviously, with Mo Salah, got him bedded in that way. So um, there's three examples of it, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to do the same. Can I just say something about Andy Robertson? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, another negative for me, actually. When oh. is one of his crosses? When is one of his crosses going to find one of our players? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're not you're not liking that. No, he's, he's, the crosses go in, but where do they go? Yeah, yeah, I think I've, I've, I not, think... I, I've not seen anything actually come over one of his crosses, unless I've unless I've completely missed it. Hmm. I quite like the shape of them. I think there's something about maybe our players not reading them, but I I totally take but your we, point. We don't um, play that game, do we? No, it's no, a height, no, it's a height thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, we're not playing that game for. That is crosses. It's it's more intricate than that. But you know, I'm just picking. It was something I noticed last night. He put mm. a lot of crosses in, and they just weren't. You know, they weren't. We don't attack the six yard box. No, yeah. we don't we, do that. No, and and one thing we stopped doing from last season, I've noticed. Even though I, I think we scored more goals than last season at this stage, haven't we? Um, we're not getting as many players in the box as we used to. Mm. I noticed. I noticed that on the Saturday actually. Yeah, it, they're, they're who, just, who are we hitting? No one. Yeah, no one. And it's easy then to defend. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I, that's something that's been apparent in the last, well, the two previous games. I will say one thing, uh, uh, Carl, um, linking to this uh, point that Cam's making by talking about Mr. Robertson, I will uh, risk the wrath of producer Guy by saying that I would like to think that much and all as we may admire the renaissance of, 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 of Albi Moreno and much and all as we are very thrilled by every time we see Trent pull on a Liverpool jersey, the idea of those two guys, uh, plus Mignolet, uh, um, playing together, I think, is uh, not something I would ever want to see again before the end of this season. I think the Mignolet thing has probably solved itself at this point. I don't think he plays for Liverpool anymore. Um, but I, I think there was, there was a thing there with the with the two fullbacks and the kind of attacking nature of them. I think Klopp made a real rick against West Brom by selecting the two of them and that keeper. It just upset things too much, in my opinion. Um, I like the idea of a balance, one of the more defensively minded fellas plus one of the more attacking fellas. So whether that's uh, Gomez and Moreno or whether it's Robertson, who's probably a little bit better defensively than Moreno and, and Trent. Do you get what I'm saying or does that make sense to you, Carl? Yeah, it does. I mean, Trent's had, Trent's had the worst game I've, I've seen him have. Um, but, 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 you know, he's 14 years old, so that's fair enough. True. Um, every time he has a bad game, he gets younger, in my opinion. 
So, um, <laughs> and I can see that. And, and he knew he had a bad game. Moreno was absolutely bloody awful for that for, for the first two, and definitely for the first goal. Um, and it's, it's just I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what he was doing there at all. The, the keeper, he's going to play against Porto. Mignolet will play against Porto because that's what. He, oh he's come basically. on, man! He will. Well, he's done the reverse thing, isn't he? He said, he said I don't think he will. One. I don't think he will. I think he's made his decision now that. Well, um, thing is, you know, he, said, he said he that 300 times already. He said yeah, that 300 like, times, and yeah, I, I don't know, Adam. I literally, I, I said in, in my, I had, I had a, a very rare moment with Oscar Wilde witness on Gwyneth says for the, um, to, to quote the Christopher. Do you know? Do you know about this? You know, when, as we often do, we talk about Christopher Wren on this podcast. Where, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, 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 there's a marble little stone thing in, in St Paul's Cathedral which says about Christopher Wren. For those of you who seek a monument to me, look around you. We should have one for anyone who seeks a monument to FSG. Look between the goalposts. Simon Mignolet still Liverpool's goalkeeper after five years, um, and he's and he's still getting picked. And he's even gone. I know we went to the, the week I didn't do, and he, you, you guys were saying he, he's, he's saying, oh, you know, woe is me, blah blah blah, all that sort of stuff. He gets picked, and he still does that thing where he jumps up for a challenge with his arms above the head, his head, and still loses it. He still stands yeah. on his goal line all the time, and he still he gets doesn't picked. Jump. He doesn't jump. He doesn't jump. jump. He yeah. doesn't jump. Well, uh, a mate of mine said he actually, if you look at it again, he's crouching when he's putting his arms in the air to, to mm. give the lad a better chance. And mm. I, I just don't know why are we, why is he getting picked? If he plays if he plays again, Carl, before the season's over, there's something immensely wrong with Jurgen Klopp's head because there is no way that he should ever play again. Like you said, that display was awful, and it was a display of a guy who's either half not arsed or just completely lost any any belief he had in himself. He was just awful. Like horrendous. Combination. He didn't look he didn't look arsed. He definitely did not look arsed. No. No. So I mean it's exactly what he said there, Trevor. One he didn't look arsed and two, he's completely shot to pieces by being dropped. Fact, um, absolute fact, because like it's, it, it's, it was that one moment where he's told he was told exclusively that he wasn't the first choice and he is not recovered and Klopp had no business picking him again after that. And if Carl, if there's any sort of this is the horror that came into my head as well is that you go and keep this rotation thing in and use Mignolet for the other competition. But I honest to God, hope that that's uh, that's just um worst case scenario, nightmare vision stuff, because uh, that can't happen if we want to have any chance. The guy is done as far as I'm concerned, just done with the club. And um, uh, I, I hope that's the last we, we see of him. And it's not a nastiness. It's just he's not good enough for us. He's not good enough for Liverpool. And that'll be my take on it very much anyway. But I mean, any other takeaways from the match that, people, that either of you want? Wanted to uh, mention before we, we we move away from from that game. Oh, can, can I give you an update on Marin Fellaini? Oh yeah, go ahead. It's, it's bad news, I'm afraid he was injured. Such a shame. Ah. That was such, that was such mm. a beautiful moment. Oh, that was oh, destroyed. Some, someone's tweeted he was on the pitch for the same amount of time as Champagne Supernova by Oasis. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, uh, um, here we go. Take yes. away from last night uh, would yeah, be yeah, the Bobby Firmino goal, and Beautiful. if that was our Beautiful. goalkeeper, but if that was our goalkeeper not saving that, <laughs> Twitter Twitterverse would officially have ended, and mm. Twitter would now be bankrupt because it would have <laughs> uh, all their servers would have been destroyed, and <laughs> that would be the end of social media on Twitter as we know it. Melwood will be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the, it was our player who scored, yeah. it was the greatest goal ever. 
yeah. Because you know, it, we, we are such hypocrites as fans. It's it's beautiful. It's but, but 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 Cam, he's he's just such a bloody good footballer. I loved that goal. I really did. I loved it so much. You know, I've I've told you I stopped loving footballers yeah. when when Torres left. Yeah. This guy is doing his fucking damnedest to to change that. Because mm, mm. I, I I'm loving everything he does on that pitch. You know, you know, you know. My brother sent me yesterday, um, and it was a, it was just a real flattener. He's got he's got a remarkable ability to just cut to the chase. And he was like, "What's the story with that whole uh, thing with uh, the Everton fella and 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 uh, and Bobby Firmino? What's what's been the upshot of that?" And I was like, "Oh Christ, I'd forgotten about it, and it's still ongoing." And oh my God, because I tell you what, anything that takes that fella out of our team, or anything that might suggest that that, that I can't love Bobby Firmino, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, it would be horrendous. Yeah, we would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I think I just lose faith altogether in everybody. Um, Carl, any last thing from you that you wanted? Did you wanted to mention from the match before we move on? Emery did well. Emery did really well on the right, and he uh, did. Uh, it, it, it's it's a great it's a it's a deflected goal. But he, uh, he's weird though, Emery Chan. I think it's really. I think he was just about the worst player I've ever seen on Saturday. Um, mm. uh, there was a bit where Gareth Barry ran past him. Gareth Barry is 117 years old. He is. Um, he's older than me. Yeah, he's just. Uh, and, and I'm starting to sound like there's barbers now in coming to America. Joe Lewis <laughs> is 115 years old. Um, <laughs> and there's just. It's just so. Oh, and Matip did okay. And I'm only saying Matip did okay because he was worse than Chan on Saturday. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a nothing game. It was lads have the points. Yeah, we yeah, needed it, like you said. We really needed that. It, it was badly needed, and it, yeah. and if if we can follow it up with Spurs now, I think uh, uh, things start to look a little bit rosier. And again, I think the club badly needs that because of more pressing thing that's been going on today, which everybody's been talking about for oh uh, at least two three months solid now, and that is the closing of the transfer window uh, with absolutely no business getting done by Liverpool the van Dyke thing except for people going out we have uh markovic uh was being touted for an exit i don't know if that happened in the end in no, Jari. not yet he couldn't even he, he couldn't even go couldn't even go they're still trying to sort it apparently well I, we, it's not happening i know it's I know Jerry has gone to Sunderland. I know um, um, one of the kids that was with us for Wilson. six years, Lloyd Wilson's Jones, has gone to, to to Luton. Harry Wilson's gone to Hull. Bogdan and Flanagan are talking about. They're talking about. Uh, but they're touting them around for loans as well. I think. Um, Can uh, I Bogdan. talk about Jerry? Yeah, please. Uh, I, I, I'm really pleased Jerry's gone to Sunderland because I think he'll get games, and I think there's a player there. I don't think he's brilliant, but he's the only one the kid I've seen in a while, apart from the, the glorious trends. Um, who I thought, do you know what? He does, he's got something about him, that kid. That was a year ago. I haven't seen him for a year, but um, I'm really pleased he's going to get some regular football. He's what about no the other? Football. What about the other kid who showed who showed something uh, and actually also wanted by Sunderland, Ben Woodburn? Um, surely you, you rate him as well. I do, but he's obviously he's the new Coutinho, isn't he? God Almighty! Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, um, "Yeah, well, I, I hope he plays. I thought he might. I thought he might have got on last night actually, but um, he won't get on against Tottenham, obviously, but." Um, just need to see more of him, to be honest. Because, mm, mm. Um, but he, but he, and he is literally nine years old, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's ridiculously young. So, the, uh, the, 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 
I, I, the biggest the biggest exit, of course, given the situation, given the position that we're in, given the paucity of attacking options that we have to come off the bench. And it was very starkly in evidence over the last couple of games. When you look at uh, fellas who are available to us, you're looking at our striking options being Danny Ings and Dom Solanke. Dom Solanke has not played his, his way into uh, the kind of um, form and, 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 and status that you'd like at this stage. It's not. It's too late in the season to be hoping that's going to happen. And yeah. Danny, Danny Ings is is freshly back but even at his very best when he was playing for uh, Burnley he, he he was all right but he, he was good um but to hear Klopp talking about him today talking about Ingsy and how if anyone comes looking for Ingsy he's just gonna he's just gonna lose the head and it's, it's a ridiculous situation because Ingsy is really important and it really pointed uh, sharply out the fact that we've just let Danny Sturridge go without any sort of pomp or ceremony he's just gone uh, on loan and he'll be gone full stop it it's reckless carl isn't it this is reckless stuff we what we've basically done is we've reduced the squad by two first teamers and done nothing to replace them it's as stark as that and i got i lost loads of followers on twitter for saying this yesterday but it's coming to a stage where liverpool have basically said this month we're not asked about this season lads we don't care we'll buy again in the summer We'll just, we'll do, all we'll do now is fulfill the fixtures. We've gone third tonight. And all the club are interested in is third place. Sorry, uh, is, is top four. And to me, that's exactly what we said last year. We were in the same boat where we've gone really well for the first four months. Then in that case, I've said this loads of times, I know, but we, we didn't replace Mane when we knew Mane was going to go. Um, we, we won one game in 10. This January, we've gone out to the FA Cup pitifully. Um, um, we're still, you know, we're, we're in the Champions League still, obviously. We've got, already gone out the League Cup. And uh, we're going to just try and get top four again. The club have basically said, let's fuck this season off. And no Liverpool hierarchy, manager, board level, or anyone should be setting that in January. And that is an appalling thing for Liverpool Football Club to do. I mean, not okay. having, having 140 million quid. I mean, I, 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 I can see if Klopp says, you know, we've got 142 million quid. And if we can't get the player we want... We'll wait. And I've that, I get that. I really do. But what you don't say is, it's all right, look, everyone, we've got Danny Ings. Danny Ings hasn't scored in three years. Folks mm. like Tom Solanke hasn't scored. And what I don't get about Klopp is this, this feeling that there's going to be a month coming soon, there's going to be a year coming soon where everything's going to fit and then we're going to go for it. Fuck that, mm. go for it. Did, go did, for did, it now. Did Leicester City really think, do you know what? This is the year we're going to go for the title. No, they just worked hard. So things went their way and they won the league. And we just mm. don't do that. We just we always just go, not yet. Let's be a bit more cautious. I'm not saying bring in, you know, spend 90 million quid on a, on Glenn Murray or someone like that. Just bring in a player. Bring in someone who will go on the pitch. Yeah, but you know, you, not the best player in the world. Yeah, but you know, what you, do, you know what you do here? You sign Ronnie fucking Rosenthal. You sign David Speedy. You sign a kind of a fella to do a job for six yeah. months. And, and it doesn't have to be. It's just, it, it's, it's the idea of having a, a serviceable, uh, a functional uh, human that you can rely on. And it's not to denigrate Danny Ings or to denigrate Dom Solanke. But those guys are not in that position yet. And no, they've done nothing to earn that. Them. It's unfair on them to for them to be the default guys that we have to go to yeah. and watch them watch them flounder away when uh, we're trying to get back into that game against West Brom. It's not their fault. They're just not going to be able to do that. It's it's just daft. It just sure. seems daft to me. I mean, are you in agreement, Cam? I know you you've got strong thoughts on this whole thing as well. But is is reckless the word uh, you you'd use? I use the word negligence. 
yeah. complete and utter negligence. Um, we strengthened our defence, no doubt about that. Um, and we've severely um, depleted our attacking options. Deliberately now, as well. We've yeah. deliberately done that. And and we the way we've done it is we've we had a player who was our our most important player, our most creative player, our one of our biggest game changing players, and we've let him leave because he wanted to leave. Yeah. It's his dream move. It's nothing else. There's nothing else. We've let him leave because he wanted to leave, even though he had four years or three and a half years left on a contract and we were well within our rights to say, no, fuck you, you stay here, you knuckle down and you get on with it. All this fucking talk about, well, he's guaranteed his Brazil place, it doesn't fucking matter. If he fucking loses his form over the next four or five months, I wouldn't have cared. The club had to make a stance. Barca still would have come in for him in the summer. They desperately want him because they need him to replace Iniesta. There's no doubt about that. He's their number one target, and he would have been their number one target still in the summer. So there's no fucking excuse for them to have sold Philip Coutinho. To then let Daniel Sturridge go, because Klopp now doesn't fancy him for whatever reason, even though he scored 63 goals in 130-odd games playing for Liverpool, and he averages a goal or assist every pretty much a game, it's, it's negligence. We, we then let Coutinho go and we haven't even, even thought about a replacement. Right. Let's go. Let's look at our rivals now. Forget Man City because they're not our rivals. They're, they're long. They're gone in the distance. You know, they're in another league altogether. But I'm just, I'm just going to cut across you there. But despite that, and despite the, the fact that the league is essentially in the bag, they go out and they sign, a, uh, spend a fortune on, on Laporte for defence because because uh, Pep's looked at uh, his defence and said still not right. And they've yeah. uh, they've been they've offered to spend a ludicrous amount on Riyad Mahrez uh, that Leicester turned their noses up at. So they're still trying despite uh, the fact. Like I said, no, I think, I, with, the left, with Mahrez it was the other way around. That Leicester wanted 95 million, and and um, apparently uh, City never even made a bid. Uh, that was on the Guardian earlier. So also, uh, there was no bid. Okay, okay. There was no I, bid. I thought, I thought was something they wanted they 95 million, and uh, Man City just said, "No, we're not bidding." Yes. So, well, irrespective, the, the irrespective, Laporte, the, the Laporte sign is, is, is. Thing is, Man City are in a different position to Liverpool because. We, uh, sorry, I'm not going to use that now because we have got the money because we've got the Phil Coutinho money. So let me just scrap that, take that back. So forget Man City for a second. Man United going to sign Alexis Sanchez because they need him. They want him. They want that player. They need to be doing something to make sure because they're not looking at the title. They're looking over their shoulders thinking, shit, everybody's right behind us all of a sudden. Yeah. So they've gone and strengthened. Chelsea have gone and got Giroud in because they, they've got problems with their strikers. Which was evident tonight because they had no bloody strikers. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal have, have done brilliant business because they've got two players in who've previously played together at a really high standard. Mkhitaryan and Abamian. And, and they've got Ozzub to sign a new contract. And they got rid of Walcott, who was, who was just a bit part player for them. So that they've, they've improved massively. Then Tottenham, and this is the one that's really irking me now because obviously talking in the WhatsApp group earlier. They signed Lucas Moura today for 25 million. 25 million quid, yeah. 25 yeah, yeah. million, yeah. 
was was a drop in the ocean, and he would have just given us that little bit. I'm not saying he's brilliant. So I don't, don't know. I don't know if he's good or he's bad or he's whatever. But he's why the fuck? Just, go then. So why the fuck weren't we in for him? Mm-hmm. You telling me we weren't as good as option for Lucas Moura with Bobby Firmino there, another Brazilian. You know what worries me? It's the bloody, it's the bloody, it's the bloody Arsenal model that you keep hearing touted about. That's what makes. That's where you start worrying. You start yeah, worrying. Arsenal have spent money this window. No, no, no. I understand that, but what was yeah. what, what they traditionally they're, they're, referred to? But the Arsenal window, the Arsenal model hasn't worked. When when was the last time Arsenal won the league using the Arsenal model? It's not a model no, that, that works to win the league. No, it doesn't. But, my, but it works to get you some. Yeah, exactly. It works to get you top four, and that's and all. It, right it, now, you're right. I know where you're going, Trevor. Right now, that's what FSG is about. That's yeah, all it, they want. It, it that's all they want. to maintain financial stability, and that's exactly. basically that's the worry that's that you have as a yeah, fan. That's it, the worry I have as a fan that FSG they can. I, I, I'm. I'm not saying I'm a massive supporter of FSG, but I'm not an FSG out either. I'm, I'm trying to look at it objectively from both sides. And they've done a lot of good for the club. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. They, they saw an opportunity to get the club on the cheap and they, and they took it. And they, they were really relying on financial fair play, uh, having a big impact on the game. And it hasn't worked as we've seen with the way Man City have been buying players this year and last yeah. year. Yeah. So, Financial fair play hasn't worked for them. So they've had to readjust their thinking. They've had a, they've been in what, seven years? Yeah. They've had a net spend each year. Forget transfer window. I think it's each year of that 20, 25 million. It's less as 10, I think. 10, 10 million. 10 million. Yeah. Mm. How the fuck do you compete on any level? Any level whatsoever. And yeah, we still have them on the league. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what they've won, one league cup. And mm-hmm. we, we, we said this last week, we're about winning trophies. It's true. Well, we, we, we used to be, man. We used to be. I think yeah. the, the changing reality is, is hard for some of us of a certain age to take, but, um, maybe we can, maybe we can re-embrace a new one. And, and I, I, I still retain a lot of hope, but, uh, you know what, Carl, the, the, the business that Cam mentions there, the two ones that really stuck in my craw as well were Obama Yang arriving, uh, at, at Arsenal just to really kind of sicken you, uh, for a fee that we could have afforded in theory. And then that Lucas Moura one was a real kick in the head because, because it was just, you know, comparatively speaking, a trifling fee. And when people were asking, well, who can you get in this market? There he is, last minute, grab him, you know, and we didn't do that. It, <laughs> it's, very, it's very frustrating, isn't it, Carl? It's, so, it, it, it's again, we, we decided nobody instead. We chose nobody. Uh, and, and I'll say the same thing about, I know he's on, but I'll say the same about Olivia Giroud as well. Olivia oh, Giroud, I'm for 80, if, yeah, I'm 80 million quid. I've no idea why I'm playing him. He's nine foot seven. He's an absolute unit. And if you're, if, if you're, if, if we're, you know, you, he's you need different types of players. Well. He he's really is. He's a really good striker. He, granted, he's got no pace, but he's such an intelligent mover. He yeah. knows where to be. He, he knows where the goal is. He's a fantastic striker. He's better than Lacazette. I, I honestly think they've, they've got, they've got this the wrong way around. I think Lacazette's good at, good at certain things, but, but he's, he doesn't score the goals that Giroud scores. 
And and I mean, fair enough. If the lad wants to stay in London or whatever, because you know we we, we didn't come to Everton for the same reasons and stuff, but um, it just drives me bloody mad. We, we've literally that's what I don't get. I mean, Lucas Moore is one thing, but we've chosen nobody as a good replacement. We'll just take this. We've got big Danny Ings. That's we're mad. Weaker. We're we're weaker. To, to the From, tune of Coutinho and Sturridge. Yeah. yeah, we're weaker. We are we are weaker now and. And we're pinning our hopes on top four now. We really, really Thomas, are. And, that, and that's Thomas 13 games. That. Yeah, yeah, that's 13 games. Tomorrow. Yeah, which is pretty much a game a week um, if you exclude the two Champions League games. Yeah, now, a game a week with that squad. Um, and we were on what? How many points were we on at the moment? 50 odd? Mm. Uh, something like that, yeah. 50, 50 exactly, yeah. yeah. 50. Yeah. I reckon. 75, 76, which is what Klopp averages, 76, gets his top four. Arsenal, mm. Arsenal got 75 last year and didn't get it. Which yeah, they're one, point behind. they're one point behind yeah. us, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be tight. So we're in a, we're in a good position in the league. Let's not, let's not get away from that as well. As bad as the window has been in the league, we're actually in a good position. We're third for crying out loud. But we've, also, but we've also weakened ourselves going into you know, what going you're doing into is, the vital part of the season now. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you're in third place in, in, in on the last day of January, what you do is you buy players <laughs> to get second in May. That's what you do because we can't get first. That's gone. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, and this is why for, for me tonight, I didn't mind Man United losing because it brings us closer to second. Yeah, and I and I think as well. By Man United losing, Tottenham winning, it keeps the pressure on us from behind. So the boys, the players, have to think, shit, we haven't got this sewn up. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Tottenham breathing down our necks. We need to keep our levels high. Because, because as are, soon as we get that gap, we get complacent. We are the most complacent side I think I've ever seen in 40 years of support in Liverpool, honestly. Yeah. I, I wrote about this this week and it got panned, by the way. And by the way, thanks for all those West Brom fans who decided to read my article. That's very kind of them to come on and do that. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was mad, honestly. How dare you slag off Ben Foster? I wasn't. I was saying my he's daughter a goalkeeper. Was, my daughter was playing at the academy today. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. She plays football for a local school, and there was a tournament at uh, the West Brom Academy today. So they got to the she got to the quarterfinals, bless her. So she had a few couple of assists. She said, so, <laughs> "Nice one, good. nice one." Yeah. Not, not a goalkeeper. No, that, um, according to Zahira, that's my uncle now. So, uh, he's coming in for Bogdan. He's, uh, he's going to be 79, uh, next month. So, um, <laughs> excellent. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you believe we've still got Bogdan? That's insane. Oh. Honestly, I, I had to go on Wikipedia to remember what he looked like. <laughs> yes. But listen, lads, for a bit of perspective, last season, uh, coming into Christmas and coming into the transfer window, we were handily placed. We were looking wonderful. We were the top. We, 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 that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we, we failed We failed to act in the transfer window. January was an absolute shit show, and we just rallied enough to get into the Champions League. This year, we've done really, really well in the first half, despite a little bit of negligence in the transfer league. And we've come out the far end of January and it looks like we've impaired ourselves again and it will be 
as you guys have, have, have highlighted, uh, it's a possibility now that we're in a scramble for second. And the Champions League is a massive ask because we've already inflicted defeating ourselves in the FA Cup. It's disappointing because there's some there, you can see where people can look at that and say complete lack of ambition. This this lot don't want to win things. You can see. Even though, even though some people are a little bit overly aggressive in the way they present that and maybe don't think through the stuff the, the way they should, you can see that point of view, can't you? I can, absolutely. I'll, I'll go further as well. Um, Liverpool aren't going to win a trophy this year unless we get the miracle of, you know, the Champions League. Yeah. And, and I don't think anyone's talking about that enough. That's, that's, that's another year without a trophy. And, yeah. and, and if we finish second, that'd be, that'd be good. But it won't be a successful season. It's mm. a fail season unless you've won something. I've, I've always thought that, and we've just yeah. shot ourselves in the foot by pissing about, thinking you know, just because we beat City two games ago, that with it we're the best team in the world, and then therefore we, we then we go a goal up through a beautiful goal, and then that back four just says fuck this. And the that thing is, that was a, we were talking last week about Klopp's intentions will be made clear by the team he plays. And he, and he picked a great team. And he picked a great team. And that team, oh, apart from those players, fucked us good and proper. Yeah. Yeah. They really did because we had as good a chance as anybody this season to win the FA Cup. And that would have been massive because winning a trophy, qualifying for Champions League, it shows brilliant progression. It shows something is happening, something is working. The Klopp project, you know, don't like using it, but that's the term that's thrown around now, is is there. You can see it. This is what we're about. It makes us more attractive option, op, uh, option for, you know, players to want to come to us. Look, we're winning trophies. We're getting in the Champions League. What more do you want? Well, there's more than, there's more than that. What, I, what I'd like to think is in May, Joe Gomez is walking off a pitch that could first medal, medal number one. Yeah. And, and I like this. That's what I want to think. Not, hey, you know what? If we get top four, then uh, Tom Werner gets another Porsche. You know, that, with that, that's an oversimplification and I always pick on Tom yeah. Werner anyway because he produced more than Mindy. But, um, yeah. yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it for that. But, um, yeah, and, and that's what I want. I want. I want the players to think, I know how to win trophies. I really want us to win trophies. And people are saying, um, yeah, but fourth place is more important. And I can understand why people think fourth place is more important. I argue with Tom Holmes about this all the time. And I would say the same thing. You can't do a lap of honour with fourth place. We did last year and I thought it was humiliating, to be honest. We, we want to win things. We're Liverpool fans. We should be used to winning things. And we're really nose diving into this culture of fourth good enough. And, and if we do Arsenal. Si- yeah, exactly. If we do six years of Jurgen Klopp with, with successive fourth places, and then build a statue, then I'm done, honestly. I want to win things. Liverpool mm. stands for trophies. It really does. And even people slag off the League Cup as the last thing we won. I was made up we won the League Cup because we won something. And the players would think, Jordan Henderson's won a trophy with Liverpool. Philip Coutinho did not win a single thing for Liverpool. Mm. That's a, a man of that level didn't win, didn't win a thing for Liverpool. And that's horrible. Yeah, it's just... And he, did, he did nothing. It's just yep. too long. It's just too long. But I mean, look, I mean, I, I'd asked uh, Jan earlier on for a kind of half term report. I think we've pretty much gotten yours there from both of you. It's uh, it's um, basically 
Although I will say, I do have a little bit of a daft corner of my brain where I'm looking uh, at the Champions League and thinking, I really, really, really think there's a possibility there. I know, Cam, you were saying that earlier. And I, I, I mean, and I don't mean in some sort of a daft, hopeful way. I just look at the players that we have. And I think if we get successive nights, if we get a run like we did in the Europa um, a couple of years ago, we can beat anyone and we can do it. And I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I love the league and I really, really want to win the league. But another European trophy, another big years. And I might actually be done because it's not going to get any better than that. I fucking love that trophy. I love it so much. I love doing well in Europe so much. Um, what do you think, Cam? Is there any, any, any danger there? Do you still think that? Or have you been a bit flattened by the last week? Are you still of that opinion that we could go far or maybe beyond semis, maybe win the bloody thing? Um. No, I'm not being flattened because I still genuinely think that because of the level of the opposition we'll be facing, um, we, we play, we generally play better against better teams and it suits us and, and build on a European night. It's, it's magical. It, there's no place on earth I'd rather not be, you know, it's just the best place to be. And, um, yeah. You know, the hairs on, on the back of your neck stand up when, um, you know, you never walk alone is playing. And even when the Champions League music's playing, you know, you're, you're in the big one. You know, yeah. it does mean something, you know, and I know people don't like it, but I do, I don't mind it. So, um, it, we, we've got as good a chance as anyone because you've got PSG playing Real Madrid. So that's one of the big guns out. Mm. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea plays, plays Chelsea Barcelona. Yeah. So that's one of the big guns out. So that's two big guns gone. And then it's, it's like, um, somebody was saying on one of the pods the other day that, you know, everybody's going to be wanting to win another Shakhtar versus Roma. So right. So, you know, um, we, we've got a good chance of beating Porto. Um, I know Porto I are a good not. team. They, 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 they may not suit the way we want them to play for us to capitalize on that. And, you know, but, why shouldn't we? It's a two-legged game. They've got to come to Anfield, like say, on you know, on the return leg. So, and um, I fancy I th- our chances. I think it's game. A, and then I, it's on the draw. Yeah, I think it's as simple as if if Sadio Mane remembers how good he is, we're just going to keep winning games because uh, even though he's really putting it in at the moment, and you That's, can't fault the kids ever. Uh, I, but but if if it clicks for him again, like it has done for much of us and the majority of his Liverpool career, we, we, there's, we just have too much for teams. For the majority of teams, we'll have too much room, and especially if we can uh, work our way into getting Van Dijk there on a regular basis and having him be the player that he actually is, as opposed to uh, surrounded by a, a gang of guys who let him down badly and a fellow behind him who's like a, a sort of a fellow who won a raffle to play for Liverpool. So if we can if we if, if we can do that, we're 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 you know we're, we're really in a good position and I've got a daft hope about this lads I don't know why but I do and we'll end the football crack on that kind of half well, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say one thing for us to that I, do, I want to say something as well I just remembered as well. ah you I, if either of you ruined the upbeat <laughs> thing I'm coming for you go on no no it's a, it's a good one go on, we're, go doomed. On. we're doomed we're going to get relegated now it's um, <laughs> if we if we play every single Champions League game like we've played against Man City for the first 70 minutes, there's a chance. Yeah. So it's a massive ask, but there's a chance. Yeah. 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 We're, good, and, we're, good, we're good enough to go a long, long way. 
if everything yeah. goes, if, if everything coalesces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take that. That's that's comparatively optimistic. Cam, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, um, because obviously you mentioned Van Dyke and the fella behind him. Um, well, if the fella behind him is uh, Lloris Karius uh, in the Champions League and he he plays the calm way he played yesterday, heads the ball out, which then leads to the Bobby Firmino goal, I'll, keep, mm. I'll take that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a long shot, but we will take it. And again, if Markovic has just joined Anderlecht. Well, at least really, 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 oh, it's a loan. It's a loan. Oh, Jesus! You know what? He's another one of those players I really had high hopes for when he first came in. I know, but oh, just let me. Why we can't even sell the kid? I mean, oh my God! Anyway, 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 enough, 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 enough of that kind of nonsense, and I can't wait to not have to talk about this shit anymore i honestly can't wait um two things i need to address big issues here oh by the way uh cam i heard you getting terrible abuse by mr tandon and miss Kaiser about being a turncoat and abandoning uh abandoning ship and, and taking up with us a lot i felt sorry for you man you got you got ganged up on there it's just a normal day trust <laughs> <laughs> So this week's ask Cam came from Andy, who's who's our tea our tea question. Uh, uh, I've got it, it, very very. Uh, this is, we basically call this divisive food and drink corner. And uh, <laughs> Andy's Andy's one this week is is to ask you is Coke or Pepsi? What do you reckon? Unfortunately, Coke. You've got you've got a genuine opinion on this, do you? There there is a, obviously there's a huge difference in the taste. Right. Um, uh, Coke. Does just slightly win. It wins it because it's probably sweeter, mm, and it's mm. just the the fourteen teaspoons of sugar that's in every can or whatever it is. So, um, but it's a terrible. They're, te- they're both terrible drinks for you, aren't they? Ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl, I'm, I'm a guy whose who's, who's, who's senses are slowly fading. Uh, all of them, uh, very slowly. I, 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 I can't hear. I can't. I, I, even my eyes start getting gypped this week. <laughs> Uh, I can't taste shit. So the difference between Coke or Pepsi to me was always completely redundant question because I couldn't really understand it. It's just some cola drink that you get into if there's nothing else to drink like water. Uh, do you have a, pre- a preference for to for for Andy's sake to give him a, a comprehensive panel answer here? I'm a fundraising manager for the British Heart Foundation, and I advise you to drink neither. How- <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and now my boss has turned off. Uh, <laughs> we don't have coke in the house. I try not to drink it at all. I, mean, I can't drink the full fat stuff at all. Um, I had Pepsi the other day actually because I was in a pub where they, they didn't sell coke and it said Pepsi, and I thought it was actually quite refreshing because it wasn't quite as nauseating as coke can be. I think um, I'm not really. If I'm, it's one of those things. You know what I said last week about I don't like coffee yet. I drink coffee. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same with, with Diet Coke. I don't particularly like it, but it's it's handy for hangovers and things like that. So I do only use it medicinally um, if need be. But it, I think it's all pretty rank, to be honest. It's what, just for the what Coke was meant to be when it first came out, a medicinal. Yeah, yeah. So pick me up. In yeah. other words, it's full of sugar and it basically gets you off off your ass if you've got a hangover. Yeah. I love the idea of you treat, treating yourself with, uh, with with Coke. That's tremendous. Uh, no, he's absolutely right, Doctor Pepper is better than oh good god oh what have you done drinkle's gone mad tonight you really have drinkle's lost the plot completely tonight i don't know what's going on there 
with the man. No, well, I, I agree with him. Yeah, well, li- listen, fella, you're not you're not helping your cause your cause here at all. <laughs> uh, last question is uh, my one on this. It's uh, it's uh, it's a specific <laughs> it's a specific question about uh, another device of uh, substance, and that is Weedabix. I had a stand up row with a fella that I never argued with for five <laughs> years in college, and the only time we ever had a falling out was over Weedabix and how best to eat it. I would insist that you put two Weedabix in a bowl and you pour cold milk over it. He, like the animal that he was, used to put two, three in, uh, sorry, two in, put warm milk over him, mash them all up, and then sprinkle a third over it. This is animalistic what? behavior. Yes, animalistic behavior that I, 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 I wanted stricken from the record as a possible way of being it. However, then it crossed my mind, maybe you two would be in agreement with him. So I'm wondering, how do you eat Weedabix? Um, can, can, I, can I ask a question? The, 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 the correct way. Yeah, go on. Which is the the first way you said? That is two Weetabix okay. or cold water over it. If you if you want cold water, warm, cold water, cold cold milk. Sorry, but I know some people who do have it with cold water though. I know my brother does. I don't get that. There go on, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, but no, sorry, with cold milk. If you want it warm, then stick it in the microwave. Fair enough. Yeah. But then, if you want to mash it up, fine, mash it up. You don't sprinkle another one on top. Surely what more, is that about? Warm milk is for infants. I don't understand this at all. Carl, what's your take on this? Um, is he on Twitter, your mate? He's not. No, you're safe. Oh, man. <laughs> we could have had I, it. I, I've actually got a, a tweet open, uh, and I typed at. Because this, <laughs> this, 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 this man needs to, to learn. He needs, it's, it's a quote with that. He needs to be tutored into the ways of righteousness. He really does. Because what the hell is that? What are Isn't you doing it? there? It's an abomination. It's an abomination. Even but, Drinkle is offended, and and Drinkle is is, is mad. <laughs> I should explain what I when we, when we do these podcasts, that guy can send us messages because um, he's producing, and uh, he's just put the words explicit material there, and he's absolutely right. I mean, we're probably going to go up against the regulators for even suggesting that idea. I know, I know. I just had to throw it out there because I was, you know, sometimes you question yourself and it's, it's healthy to have, have a little bit of doubt about yourself every so often. And it's, it's nice to have uh, that kind of reassurance coming from uh, my two compadres. So I think we should finish up. We got no Brian Blessed anecdotes in. We got no music. We got no mention of Downeyside. Next week, I'm actually doing a scene from Downeyside. That's it. We have to do this. The listeners <laughs> hear this. That, they, this. Can I explain what uh, CSI Downeyside is? I don't think we've actually explained what it is. Um, I'll be well, very, you had very me quick. in stitches earlier. You had me uh, in stitches. This pair unbelievable. So basically, um, obviously, on to, if anyone's used Skype before, you get a little picture of, uh, I don't even know what my picture is, actually. You get a picture of yourself on there. And there's a picture of Trev wearing a leather jacket, and he's got, um, he's got a, a scarf skillfully tied around his neck. And I said a while ago that he looks like a mid-1970s San Francisco detective. Yeah. Um, who basically solves crimes, but helps out the local homeless community, and uh, and, and also and and, any, and he's a very big um, on very good terms with the, the local Latin American Puerto Rican societies in San Francisco, in Frisco as he calls them, and he basically goes on uh, and he, he, he goes on protests with them, and he's known as Pancho to them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> now again what, what the listeners need to know is that we have at this stage built an entire universe here this is ready to go all we need yes. is get green lit by hollywood and it's go it's a go Trev, so, Trev and i so, actually wrote a script today about this 
and so next week, next next week we're going to do a scene, and uh, I, I want you to practice your voices during the week because we got to, we got to sell this baby, we got to deliver this, uh, and 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 let the listeners know that we're not just complete mentalists who are uh, quoting Brian Blessed every week. I will have a Brian Blessed anecdote. We will have some uh, Brian Blessed quotes, and we will have some music next week. Wait, 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 wait. The theme tune, ladies and gentlemen, to CSI Family. Oh, the theme tune is I, I, I sent it to lads today, and I swear to God, it's the greatest piece of music I've ever heard in my life. It is superb. Like I said, I could listen to it on loop all day. Yeah. You need to get rid of that song. Just need that music playing in the background. Yeah. That music... That's the one. Pause, pause. <laughs> Starring Rev Downey. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, listen, this is this is this is uh, this is this is going to build. This is going to build, and we will leave it there for tonight. So I want to thank Carl Kopak and Cam Branch for their usual sterling work tonight, despite it being very late. And thanks also to producer Guy for his Moreno-based input. And thanks to you, lovely listeners, for sticking with us and tuning in in such numbers. We really appreciate it immensely. And well. I love you. Uh, the recruit shy reds are climbing the table and remain in the greatest trophy of them all. So put aside that impotent rage of yours and let's see what fun we can mine out of the remnants of this season. You can rely on the three of us to show up and put a shift in for you. So tell a mate and spread the word. Be good to each other and stay safe out there. Network.